You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. Welcome to Season 2, Volume 2 of Anthology. It's good to be back. And I'm joined by Lisa, Amy and Sarah tonight. Hello. Hello. Let's start from my left. Lisa has been involved in lots of theatre. I've, I've been involved in plenty of theatre with you, Lisa, all around Armadale. How long have you been doing theatre in Armadale, or theatre in general now? Well, I have to admit I'm a late starter. I started going on stage when I was 41. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so I'm a late bloomer, so that's why I have to do as much as I can. Because <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I admire people like Amy who have found their confidence to be on stage so early on in their life. <laughs> there's no way I could have done what you do when I was 17, 18. <laughs> Well, you've certainly found your confidence now, as people might have noticed if you went and saw it. All three of the guests tonight were a part of Dangerous Women, which was fantastic, by the way. I did go along and see it. Um, Excellent show. And kudos to Eva, who was the writer and director, and we had heard from her last week. Um, We've got Amy as well, who, as Lisa mentioned, uh, has just finished... Year, uh, 12. year 12. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And of course, is also doing wonderful things in theatre all around Armadale. Yeah. I Tell like us it. about how you started out. Um, I started out theatre just, um, you know, in primary school, the end of year show and stuff like that. Um, and there's a thing that primary schools can compete in called Tournament of the Minds. And there was an kind of an acting bit about that. Um, and so I was interested in it, but it was it was only until high school that I actually got into learning more about it, and I started it through Felt Tip Theatre, and went to every class on a Friday afternoon and learnt more about the wonderful works of Shakespeare and other actual bits of theatre that weren't just written by our cool drama teacher in primary school. <laughs> but the cool drama teacher in primary school, kudos to kudos to them as well. Yes. That's the, that's the Hall of Fame, Shakespeare, cool, cool. drama teacher. Yeah. That's 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 the way it goes. And then we've got Sarah, who, oh, wow, Hello. what can we what can we not say that you what can we say that you haven't done in theatre in Armadale? Uh, I don't dance, <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally it. That's none of that. That would just be silly. I leave that to other people. So. <laughs> Sarah's involved, of course, with Little Fish, who, um, exciting news, you guys have got another wonderful production coming up. We do. In a matter of months I'm now. I'm very pumped. In fact, I uh, met up with Anthony Carlin at the airport today for an hour and had a production meeting. So <laughs> our lighting is organised, which is very nice. That's um, very exciting. Yeah, so that's coming up in, in February. So It's super exciting. It's, yes. It's been a little while, but I do vividly remember Chicago, which was absolutely brilliant. Thank you. It was amazing. And yeah, it was an excellent show. So I highly recommend that. Keep an eye on uh, the Facebook event and grab your tickets as soon as you can, because that's going to be a wonderful show down at the Armadale Showground. Um, Sorry, you didn't say what it was. Spring Awakening. It's spring Awakening. Did we say musical. that? No, you didn't say that. I knew that. Wow. <laughs> you didn't say it for the I knew story. exactly you, what I was talking about <laughs> and somehow didn't mention the name. We might use that as a segue, though, to talk about what else is uh, going on in theatre. Um, as you know, if you listened to last week's show, we're trying to broaden it out for our online students as well. But we will start in Armadale this time because this weekend um, is the Taz Junior School Musical of Madagascar the Musical Adventure Junior. Um, A few of my close uh, friends and colleagues from my days at TAS have been working very, very hard on getting that off the ground and it looks like it's going to be a wonderful show as well. I must say the costumes looked epic when Mm. I went through TAS the other day. (laughs) There's a lot going on there. I've seen some photos (laughs) and I'm 
I'm I'm I'm pretty keen to see the the costume work there. I saw some wonderful steak costumes. <laughs> that were, which is what everyone needs, really. I think I'd I'd wear that every day. Yep, I absolutely would wear that every day. Um, Steaks are very high for some good costumes. Very Gaga circa 2006. Just, <laughs> puns are banned on this show. Oh, puns no. are banned. <laughs> on get this Amy show. off. One. <laughs> 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 We've picked a uh, a bit of an awkward time in terms of plugging theatre in Armadale because not at all <laughs> because uh, <laughs> it's it's coming towards the end of the year. So um, ADMS have announced their calendar for 2020, but of course the the closest thing that they've got coming up is March. Um, so there's not much we can really say about that because very few of a few of them have a confirmed dates or venues. Um, there's it's generally just a pretty dormant period there's a few little things that have been announced including um a couple of touring shows uh coming in january and and that sort of thing which we'll talk about a bit closer to the date but that's that's armadale welcome to armadale in christmas (laughs) pretty much it's just christmas there's a lot of choir Mm. Yes, there are. There's plenty of choir events and that sort of thing, and we will um, we'll actually be we might be able to talk about that a little bit later in one of our discussion points. So I might make a move to a, a city where things actually happen, <laughs> and um, we'll we'll go Burn. down to to Sydney. Uh, as we mentioned last week, uh, School of Rock is still out and about there, as is Billy Elliot, which we're going to hear a little bit from later on. Excellent, but. Um, a couple of shows that I wanted to particularly mention because they do close relatively soon. Uh, a play called I'm With Her by the Darlinghurst Theatre Company, which is closing this weekend. Um, and it's about the hashtag MeToo movement. So that is uh, on in Darlinghurst and it closes on the 1st of December. Tickets are available from darlinghursttheatre.com if you're down that way. And the Choir of Man is on at the Sydney Opera House. It also closes this Sunday, um, so check that out. They are fresh uh, off a world tour with that one, including uh, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So uh, check that out on the Sydney Opera House website. If you don't know that, what are you doing? Um, that's about it for Sydney. I had absolutely nothing uh, that's opening or closing anytime soon in Melbourne, aside from mentioning, of course, that... Kiss of the Spider Woman and Come From Away are there. Um, check out your local theatre directory because <laughs> I couldn't find anything of note. And um, in terms of what's going on elsewhere, um, Monty Python Spamalot opens this weekend in Grafton. Um, so if you're down that way, I can highly recommend that musical. Um, exciting news. Uh, we've been trying to get onto them to see if we can... Uh, catch an interview with these guys the sydney city ballet are bringing the nutcracker to port macquarie uh on the 15th of december so uh hopefully we'll actually be able to talk to them and we're also thinking about talking to these guys who are putting on it takes a village which is a uh, a, a wonderful sounding show with a whole lot of different cultural aspects on in coffs harbor on the 4th of december so um all of those have facebook events uh, you can check them out if you're around those areas, which is pretty much down the coast of us at this point. Amy, put her hand up. That's very um, polite. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going <laughs> That's very Amy. <laughs> I'm going to go see It Takes a Village on fri- next Friday, actually. So fingers crossed that it's going to be some good theatre. Well, hopefully. Um, and hopefully we will get to chat with, with those guys. I'm thinking next week's show um, uh, to, to talk a little bit about what that show's about. So if you are east of Armadale at the moment, there's plenty of stuff for you guys to go and check out. 
I know what's on in Glen Innes at the moment. Ah, uh, yes. I was actually going to go to this, but I was rather unwell on the weekend. Tell oh. us more, Lisa. Oh, well, I didn't go because I went to see this show very recently in Sydney. I thought I should go and see Mamma Mia put on by an amateur um, production. So I went to see the Engadine Community Theatre production and it was excellent. But Glen Innes is currently playing Mamma Mia. And I have heard quite good reports about it. It's interesting that they've managed to get it so so quickly. quickly. Um, Because I know Armadale... um, as I mentioned, ADMS's calendar for 2020 is out. I can't confirm much in terms of dates and venues because well, it, it's it all very... Well, it will be in the July school holidays. Yeah, that one's the, the closest they've got to confirm dates and venues. So you can check that out on their website. But uh, they are doing Mamma Mia in the July school holidays. And as far as I was aware, they were trying to get in the queue pretty early just to be able to put it on in July. So, and Tamworth's doing it as well in... May, I think. May, May. yes. yes. Um, so it's, it's interesting that Glenn Innes have been... And then they're obviously pretty quick. Coffs is going to do it later next year as well. It's <laughs> nothing be, like some oversaturation. Yes. <laughs> if you, if, if you like live, <laughs> if you live outside a major city at the moment, guess what your musical's <laughs> going to be this year? It's going to be Mamma Mia. So uh, that's that's all we've got in terms of theatre news uh, this week. Uh, we might start to think about heading towards a song from one of those musicals that I mentioned. But uh, make sure you check that out. I'll quickly breeze over it again if you're one of our on-campus students. Che- students, Check out Madagascar. Check out Spring Awakening because our tickets on sale? Correct me if they I'm wrong. Are. They are on sale, Ooh, so check that out. If you're down Sydney Way uh, and you have, you've already seen School of Rock and Billy Elliot and maybe you're such a nerd you also went and saw HMS Pinafore, <laughs> well, check out uh, I'm With Her Judging. and the Choir of Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're in Melbourne, well, I'm sorry, the news was a bit bland this week, but uh, maybe go and watch Kiss of the Spider Woman for the 16th time. <laughs> and uh, if you're down the coast, Spamalot starting 20, 28th of November in Grafton, the Nutcracker only on the Dece- 15th of December in Port Macquarie. We'll be talking to those guys hopefully at some stage in the next week or so. And it takes a village in Coffs Harbour from December 4th. We're going to go to a song in a second. It is from one of the musicals, and I didn't get it up because I'm still getting used to the new format of this show. There's uh, no excuses, Jake. It's, it's, there, there are no excuses. And there it is. Okay, you're listening to 106.9 Tune FM, and this is Anthology. And this particular song is Born to Boogie from Billy Elliot. You have to release your inner caveman and everything will just flow naturally. Eh? Hit it, Mr. Braithwaite. We weren't born to stand still in a question of will. Gotta move, it's a fact. You were born to react. You were made to behave like you will in the grave. When the music is played, your soul will be swayed And your feet, they will move As if only to prove That it wasn't by chance We were destined to dance We were born to boogie We were born to boogie Anyone can get it Cause we're born kinetic 
with elementary levels. Seven, eight, one. Long leg, stretch, point, flex, in front, behind, fondue, lift the leg, eyes front, turn out, close, again, intermediate level, use the floor, and in, and in, and chair. Oh, miss, I can't do it. Billy, come on. to Boogie from Billy Elliot. You're listening to Anthology on 106.9 Tune FM. We're going to have a little bit of a talk. Now, here's the scenario. You're a brand new first year theatre student here at UNE. Been there. Um, you've, you've got assessments on your plate and it's pretty hard to to get involved in things, to find things that you that you want to do that, you, that are fun and that are also going to be beneficial to you uh, in terms of your career. But there is theatre in Armadale, believe it or not. Yeah, there's there's some things in oh, Armadale. Did, did, you want, did you want some agreement? Yes, with, yes there is. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. There's a lot. Yes. There's a lot of, there's a lot of <laughs> theatre in Armadale, both in terms of you can get involved in it or you can go and watch it and enjoy it and get ideas for your own performances or directing or writing or whatever you're doing. So um, as we've established, all three of our lovely guests are very involved in theatre in Armadale. Tell us, if you're a brand new, just moved to Armadale for the theatre degree student, where are you looking? Where are you looking if you want to either get involved or go and watch some theatre? Well, our, our main group would be the Armadale Dramatic and Musical Society, which do, um, do two big um, shows each year, one musical and one play. Um, and they hold auditions for each. Um, if you want to go and do that, you can you know, become a member or just email them and ask to be, um, be in the Friends of ADMS email chain. 
Um, but you could also volunteer time to do, you know, backstage work and sound and front of house. So yeah. all invaluable in experiences as well. Yeah, and don't forget they also put on favourite shorts. Yeah. I was going to say if if yeah. you don't want to sort of jump into a full time production, favourite shorts gives you an opportunity to be an actor or a director or a writer yeah, they're, and they're sort of short pieces mm. and it doesn't run for too yeah, long not, absolutely not a huge amount of props and and rehearsal mm. and it's a great way to get a taste of armadale theater yeah. and if you're a um play writer and you have a short little pr- play that you'd like to see put on stage um they are taking applicants for um short plays for favorite shorts at the moment so you can send them in to the to adms and short plays is like 15 minutes and under, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you really don't have to stretch yourself too much. No, <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. you're right. You're quite right. Um, what else are we going to talk? Amy's got a whole list written here, so I'm just going to let her keep reading Amy's, it out. And I'll Amy's brought notes. So often. I specifically told everyone they didn't need to prepare anything, and Amy brought a whole book of notes. For those of you who know Amy, you're not surprised. <laughs> I like being prepared. Well, she's just done her HSC. She's, she's bored. <laughs> Pretty much. I was, today I was just like, how can you get involved in theatre in Armadale? And so I sat down and Did you Google wrote it? a list. She wrote an essay <laughs> under timed conditions. <laughs> Um, The next uh, couple of um, theatre companies that we have in Armadale um, would be High Country Theatre, who um, you could follow on Facebook as they uh, do do some some small, um, interesting and fun shows that are always great fun to get involved in. Um, FOTS, Friends of Theatre Society, which runs quite closely with the UNE theatre students, um, are are going to hold auditions for Pillow Man in... Auditions will be in the first academic week of Try One. Um, So it's going to be a little bit of a compressed rehearsal schedule, but that's because O-Week is a terrible time to be auditioning. (laughs) So um, if you're you're heading back up here to study on campus in Try One, it'll be the weekend of week one. And again, um, if you don't want to be on stage, but you still want to be involved, you can always do all the other things. You just have to put your hand up and let people know. Um, Variety? Veracity. Veracity, as I can speak on the radio. Um, Veracity also is a good um, local theatre company that you can follow on Facebook uh, as they uh, have done some really good pieces of theatre in the past in Armadale. And they tend to concentrate on Australian playwrights' works. Yeah. Um, And if you don't want to get onto any shows or anything or you want a bit more um, learning of theatre, even though you're already... You know, here learning about theatre. Um, Little Fish Entertainment also offers classes um, uh, to. We're currently working on monologues at the moment. So if there's any monologue pieces that you'd like to put a little bit more under the microscope and work on a bit more, um, look, check them out, and they do some wonderful theatre classes for all ages. I think the other thing is that, and I think people don't have the confidence to often do this, but by if you if you have an idea, you should approach mm. people. Because I, speaking on my behalf, I sometimes get really sick of trying to have the ideas all the time. So when Mm. it comes to Little Fish, I would love for people to approach me and say, I'm interested in doing this. Can you help facilitate? Mm. And I would love to. Like that for me, it's a lot of what Little Fish is about is helping produce things just as much as anything else. And um, even if it's a play reading, if someone's got this idea, I really love this play and I'd love to get a few actors together to just do a play reading for a night. I think there's lots of missed opportunities because people just don't know who to go to or, or how to make that happen. But for those for those of us who do know how to make that happen, we're there. 
we just don't always have the time or the energy to actually make it happen ourselves, but would love for other people to approach us and kind of say, look, I've got this idea, how can we make it happen? So yeah. I think there's a lot of people in this town who have really great ideas, but don't have the, the network around them to help make it happen. And I think that's something that could be beneficial moving forward for theatre in Armidale is is working together to kind of network and, and be able to put on sm- lots more smaller things in this community. Mm. Um, because I think there's definitely an audience. It's just mm. finding the right people in the right time and the right team to make it happen. So and, I, and I think on that note, uh, smaller productions, if um, if you follow the ADMS Playhouse website, yeah. mm. Playhouse is currently being renovated now. They've got Thank the money. God. And <laughs> it should be uh, reopening again for productions yeah. within the next 12 months. Yeah. yeah. And and it's only going to be a small theatre and they'll be able to do things that it's the it's More exactly drama. what we need though. Yes, mm. yeah, things mm. that you know you don't have to make a huge profit. Yeah. It, you and can do things that are a little bit more experimental, or yeah. a little bit more interesting, exciting. So keep your eye out for any playhouse auditions or productions mm. coming up. Yeah, it's just that act of reaching out and finding the people that you need to assist you. And if you always talk to someone and they can't help, they'll probably put you towards someone who can Mm. or you then add that person to your list of contacts that if you have another idea you could go to them so it's just finding that confidence that if you even if you have this little idea to reach out and ask people to help make it something yes amy well said yes it's a very good point and uh a good point about as well about the uh, the very little ideas particularly with things like favorite shorts i know uh being uh, a big part of FOTS for the next season as well. They're looking to do a lot of very small things like uh, little acts at lunchtime at the Stro, um, small events to kind of have a more um, more frequent presence in, in, in and around the university. So if you've just got a little script and you're not sure how it's going to go and you just want to see how a couple of actors will perform it in front of a crowd of only 10 or 20 people, hmm. That's exactly what a lot of these theatre companies around the place are looking for. Absolutely. But but the other thing is that in order for us to be able to put more things on, we do need more people to come see it. So if there's something that piques your interest that you might go and see, make it a night, invite some friends and go and see it together because without support and without people to entertain, there's no purpose of theatre. So we really need the support of the community, not only in ideas, to start things, but also people coming to see it. Bums on seats, people. Bums on seats. (laughs) Yes. And I will be doing my best to keep you up to date with what's going on Mm. so that you can actually go to those things. Um, Although I'm not the best at research, so I can (laughs) recommend um, Armadale Theatre Lovers Association is a little Facebook page that's going on. It's it, it does a pretty good Can job. Can someone tell me who actually runs that? Oh, it's on the... Because, like, it has plagued my brain for a year because they do such a good job, and I have no idea who it is. It's uh, Katinka Van Ingen is the team member that's publicly on the page. Well, it just goes to show that I haven't looked very much. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Um, but they do they do an excellent job on that Facebook page. They just add all the events there. They publicise it. Um, they've, they put out posts telling you what's going on, so go on and like that Facebook page because that'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on as well. There's, um, there's always plugs going on in newspapers and there's there'll be ads in cinemas and on those big obnoxious screens on the side oh, of coals and yeah. hey now those and obnoxious screens are very handy yeah. they are very handy they're <laughs> still obnoxious and don't forget yeah. as it's as well mm. um, i always look in as it's so. yeah yes and as it's um recommendations on like thumbs up and thumbs down and there's a um 
email suggestion thing that goes around, like event suggestion thing that goes around Armadale as well that you can get involved in just so you have things there to look at and get engaged with. Yes, there's plenty of stuff going on in Armadale. Good job, you, Amy. Should, you should never have an excuse <laughs> to be uh, to be bored around here, even though we are a very small town. Um, yes, so to sum up, in case you've missed it, because it was right at the start of our kind of conversation, some of the Amy, you have a list. I'm not going to bother making a list. You tell <laughs> us. You remind us again. What um, are those? What are those? So the local groups in Armadale are the Armadale Dramatic Musical Society, High Country, Friends of Theatre Society, Veracity and Little Fish. And there are some other ones that pop up around the place that do little things. Um, But go follow them on Facebook and just keep your eye out and ears out. And they're always looking for new members. So keep your eye out for auditions. Keep your eye out for opportunities and just take them because that's yeah. the only way you're going to get there. I think that's yes. the big thing. Just have a go, people. Yes. Just have a go. Find yes. your confidence. No one's ever going to be like, oh, who's this person? Why are they doing this? They'll be like, oh, here's someone new. Let's see what they can do. <laughs> this is exactly. a new face. Exactly. <laughs> yes. All right. We'll go back to a song. Um, Frozen 2. Frozen 2. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have Frozen 2 in the system yet. Anything by Adina Menzel? Let's have a look. Thank you. Let's let's find out. I imagine we probably do. Good. At least. (laughs) Apparently not. That's so sad. (laughs) She's only, you know, one of the biggest Broadway stars in modern history, but okay. (laughs) Look, let me find it on the Ox cable then. (laughs) Always need some new musical theatre stuff on tune, don't we? Uh, Look, I push for it, but... There's a, there's a lot of hesitancy to actually upload it. I'm kind uh, of responsible for it myself, which is... Yeah. Um, we believe in As someone joke. who hasn't seen Frozen 2, what song am I specifically looking for? No idea. Uh, I would go Into the Unknown. Into the Unknown? That's the new Let It Go. Oh, are you going Into the Unknown, Sarah? Into the Unknown, yes. Well, I'm going Into the Unknown with this song. So this Aren't is Into all, the Unknown from known. Frozen 2's soundtrack. I'm just going to make sure I've got the right thing actually turned on and we'll be right back with you after this. I can hear you, but I won't. Some look for trouble. While others don't There's a thousand reasons I should go about my day And ignore your whispers Which I wish would go away Oh Oh You're not a voice You're just a ringing in my ear And if I heard you Which I don't Spoken for, I fear Everyone I've ever loved Is here within these walls I'm sorry, secret siren But I'm blocking out your calls I've had my adventure I don't need something new I am afraid of what I'm risking If I follow you into the unknown Do you 
been keeping me awake Are you here to distract me so I make a big mistake? Or are you someone out there who's a little bit like me? Who knows deep down I'm not where I'm meant to be? Every day it's a little harder as I feel my power grow Don't you know there's part of me that loves to Into the Unknown by Adina Menzel. Adi- Adina Menzel from Frozen 2. I think I've been sold on it now. I am going to go and watch you. it. I think we'll all have to see it. Yes. I was, I was kind of like, oh, but, but like, it's Adina see, Menzel. My, my problem with it was not that Frozen was a bad movie. It got very tired by just popular culture well, taking a hold of it and and ruining it to death and. <laughs> I, I was you can like, still mm. like popular things, Jake. It's okay. Like, it just got so <laughs> it got so tired. I loved Frozen the first time I saw it. I saw it in cinemas, and then everyone was just latched onto it and ruined it for me. But the Frozen stage musical is happening now. That mm. quick change, yeah. Wowzers! <laughs> I haven't seen much about it yet. I know that just, I've seen just a YouTube. Clip of, I've Frozen. seen a clip of one of the new songs. Yeah. 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 Just just YouTube the quick change. It's, oh, it's, it happens it's on stage. Gorgeous. It's incredible. Oh, That's all. Yes. Anyway, That's my tidbit for today. <laughs> while we, as soon as we finished our little conversation, <laughs> you know, where it actually gets us listeners on the air, you know, where it's actually useful to people, um, Amy came up with an idea and then Lisa came up with an idea. So how else can people get involved? I in was unhelpful. <laughs> no, no. Sarah agreed. Sarah um, was singing Frozen. It's yes. true. <laughs> well, most of these um, Lisa will actually know more about. But um, doing stuff with the uni, there's actually patient sims which require actors um, to be people that the doctors have to talk to. Doctors and nurses and paramedics and psychologists. Mm. And, oh, wow. and they're always looking for new people because they want um, different genders, ages, everything. So it makes it as realistic as possible for the trainees to get used to dealing with yeah. real people. And, and it um, pays. And you get paid. Yeah, paid. <laughs> Think acting. about that, acting that pays. No, no, well, <laughs> actually, when I started doing Sims, we used to get uh, theatre tickets. Bless. Oh. Now we get money. Hey, to buy your own <laughs> theatre <laughs> tickets. <Yes. laughs> so that I can give them money for theatre tickets. <laughs> 
And uh, Lisa, you had a oh, point as well. Oh, well, I also thought uh, Armadale has an Estedford every year, which is usually held around May. And that's another great opportunity for people to get involved if you just want to perform and get some feedback. Um, there's so many different areas, whether it's singing, whether it's dance, whether it's um, prose, poetry, recitals, group little group plays improv thing space jump improv games theater games um yeah all sorts of things that really are, you know there's something there for every performer whether you are a theater person who also is able to play an instrument or you want to get up and just speak through some theater or monologue there's something for everyone for every age that you can do mm. and you get feedback Yes, and you can win things. Love you can get feedback. trophies. Yes. Different Love feedback to the feedback that Julie will give you, yes. which is uh, either it's terrible, <laughs> <laughs> fix it, or it's good, fix it. <laughs> I don't know. Some of those are stead for judges are pretty horrible. Oh, we had one. Here's, here's a fun little story. We had one that um, a couple of years ago really didn't like accents, so didn't like Australians oh, putting yeah, on accents. I was there that night. Yes. Yeah. And... In local Armadale Theatre, we have quite a few people from overseas and two of our lovely actors, one of them was actually American and the other one is English. And so the uh, American one performed first and at the end of the notes, the only thing that this lady really said about their piece was, oh, I really don't like accents. And this guy went, well, you know, I'm actually American. And so she was like, oh, sorry, that's on me, blah, blah, blah. And then further into the night, another group performed, one of them being an English person. And she came out and she goes, now, I hope this one isn't actually English, but I didn't like the English accent. And this English man went, well, no, I'm English. So, you know, yeah, sometimes they can be... Judgy McJudgeons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. It's only one person's opinion. Yes. You always have to think that... Uh, and I also saw another thing. Um, it's not just for theatre study students, but um, later on in every year there's the 333 productions oh, yes. that anybody yes. can yeah. get involved in. You oh, audition, yeah. and that's always a great yeah, experience. That's, that's Please a, audition. <laughs> it's, um, well, Jake, you're, you're do, are you doing the course this year? I Well, it's not confirmed yet because you have to get uh, permission from the uh, lecturers mm. and everything, but yeah. uh, I am intend on it. Yes, and so it's a um, theatre unit where the theatre kids um, have to create a bit of short theatre and so they need <laughs> different um, people to come and audition for it so they can get good marks, hopefully, on their performances. They tend to be much better shows than they sound as yes. well. Yes, it sounds they like are. It sounds like, oh, it's an assessment. They, mm. They're usually quite intense. Like, as yeah. an actor, yeah. you, you normally do get a fairly good run of six weeks of rehearsal in a fairly yeah. intense role. So... They are worth checking out. Yes, it's a good, good to develop your acting skills. This yeah. is a really good brainstorming group because I just came up with an idea as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you want to draw a mind map? Amy's got notes. Did you bring a whiteboard by any chance? <laughs> um, <laughs> if you're looking for theatre to watch, you can actually quite regularly go to the uh, other unit's assessments, which is free for a start, except if it's 333. Mm. Um, and... It's a good opportunity to see if you haven't done the unit yet, what's ahead of you. If you have done the unit, uh, different ideas based on what you've already done. Uh, it's your fellow students, you're supporting them, you're having a load of fun. And generally, it tends to be pretty good and interesting theatre in a lot of different styles, um, different lengths, different performance styles, scenes from plays, original stuff. It's it's very varied. So if you 
if you don't mind sitting for half an hour to an hour in the uh, drama studio, it's a load of fun. Mm. So make sure for all of those to be a part of the UNE uh, or Theatre at UNE Facebook group because I'm mm. pretty sure that uh, the lecturers will post about things that are happening on and on what nights they are. Um, and while Jake was talking, I had another thought about if you oh, want to go watch theatre. We're great. Look at us go. Um, the National Theatre Live program sometimes sends... Uh, uh, not on anymore. Not on anymore? They stopped it at the beginning of this year. Oh. I know. I wrote so many complaints. Can I just to complain the Belgrade, again? Yeah. Yes. I just Yeah, I had to travel to Brisbane so for the last one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But I did see Fleabag, just for everyone out there, who I've been uh, <laughs> telling everyone to watch. I did. And you should go see it too. Well, without the, well, this, with this form, let's all write to the National Theatre Company to get that back up it's, and going. It's oh. now public on the radio station that is run by the company that also runs Belgrave. Yeah. That, um, yes. <laughs> yes. We don't we didn't like... We, we, yeah, okay. Personally, we miss it. Per, this is the personal opinion of me and not necessarily the opinion of Tune FM, oh, but yes, we miss sorry. National Theatre Live. Oh, yes, so very much. much so. It was wonderful, but apparently there wasn't enough community support. Oh. So, Well, there it is again, it getting pulled. bums and seats. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I feel bad because I quite regularly just decided not to go to those because I had other things on. Just well, part of the problem. Could it's have usually been only two that. showings, and so yeah, you sort of it is hard yeah, it's to difficult. fit it it's in sometimes. To get to. I've thought of one more, but it might not. I've, might not be totally appropriate for theatre students but there is if you're a little bit older and if you're interested in play readings there is the University of the Third Age and they have a, mm. a play reading group which meets regularly and apparently it's very popular yes so can I join them <laughs> how old do you have to be <laughs> no okay I, know. I think I'm old enough but I haven't actually been yet but I've heard it's very good yes definitely is the moral of the story is uh, get involved. Yes. And Yay. exciting announcement, uh, we will be announcing at least, I can say, two plays for uh, radio plays. This time actual radio plays, not just radio adaptations of plays uh, for Tune right. next year. We're, we've got two interested directors and potentially a third. So that will be that will be exciting can as I well. Can I be your sound effects girl? Absolutely. Excellent. Beautiful. We've just signed well, somebody else up. Just like a sand pit to be like... <laughs> and then just some coconuts and then I'll be fine. It's it's growing as we speak. <laughs> All right. Um, it knows so, no bounds. So moving on a little bit, I've been uh, been talking a little bit with the people at the Sydney City Ballet who are bringing the Nutcracker up not too far from us to the Glass House in Port Macquarie. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about different performance styles because this is something that... Um, I probably didn't even think too much about until BlackRock this year, but different performance styles can actually give you a lot in terms of theatre as well. So just because you're someone Bless who you, Jake. someone who likes, if you just, just because you, you're someone who likes Shakespeare or a bit of realism or someone who likes musicals or something like that, doesn't mean that you're only going to grow by being in and watching those things. Um, and so on the on the topic of ballet and dance and Oh, God, what else is there? Opera and the Estedford is a great one for it. There's everything there from music to poetry to everything. Um, what else is there in Armadale? Let's let's move beyond the realms of, of theatre. Let's... I think what we kind of don't acknowledge a lot is we do have a lot of street performers. Yeah. Um, particularly, well, I wish we had more arc. But anyway, um, the idea of kind of... I think opening up the mall in the summer months and and creating more of that 
kind of street festival feel with with live performances would be something completely worth looking into if they're trying to rejuvenate that mall Mm. Um, because we do have a lot of really talented but undersold people i think who spend a lot of time at at their own personal gigs and small gigs and that kind of stuff and the idea of being able to create a bit more of a, a a kind of outdoor festival vibe i think would be something that Armadale would really benefit from mm. um, and it's something that I've been in discussion with with some other UNE employees who work for the international it's Alex Cook it's Alex <laughs> Cook um, and we've kind of been floating ideas around about creating you know weekend festivals and, and, mm. and kind of getting uh, a whole bunch of kind of like the cabaret festival in Adelaide but obviously on a downgraded scale because mm. dollars Um didn't they bring a whole bunch of buskers up from Coffs Harbour? They did. For a weekend? Yeah, they did. did. But I, I, well, I don't think it was advertised particularly well. Yeah. So I don't think it really got a huge, a huge go. But I think things like that would benefit hugely in this mm. town. Like our market, our, even just our Sunday markets and that kind of thing. To be able yeah. to have mm. live performance just for twenty minutes, half an hour there, I think would be so beneficial. And um, my the guys at the Wicklow have just put up a stage in the beer garden there and they're so keen to have different kinds of like obviously they've put it there for for you know Sunday sessions and live bef- uh, for live music but the potential to have that beer garden as a as another little performance space and have play readings there and mm. poetry sessions there is is you know that's a new opportunity that I think there's some people that should really grasp onto that and and because the guys at the Wicklow are great they're super supportive and yes. um so I think for us it's about, again, having those people come forward with oppo- with ideas and creating opportunities for more people and being less kind of uh, pocketed in our performances because I think we have a, a pretty strong tradition in this town of it's this group or this group or mm. this group or this group, but why aren't we pulling that talent together and creating more mm. opportunities for more people? And, so. and finding more spaces to do it. So like <laughs> as, as – Talk about empty front front shop fronts. Yeah, because mm. like how um, you know Hoskins is incredibly wonderful, and A One and Laser B are also always there to be used. But being able to use just locations that people might not think of as necessarily performance spaces, but then using that and changing it into a place where you can create something. High Country Theatre um, this year, yes, this year um, had Jack and the Beanstalk, which was in the Hannah's Arcade mm. at the end. Hannah's Arcade, which is not a traditional performance space at all, um, but the way that they used the space up top with the catwalks and then underneath was very successful in creating a much more intimate and close relationship with your audience and was also brought a bit more of interest into the space that you were actually using because it's different than just a, a normal stage with a proscenium arch. It's, it's something new and different that will get more people interested because it's theatre somewhere new or it's Mm. performance somewhere new not just you know in the seats at the theatre yeah I've been very fortunate in my dealings with the local council in creating spaces for theatre but I think it's something that that we could all benefit more from is is being allowed to use those Mm. found spaces those public spaces and making them more um kind of audience friendly to to have more of those i think the idea of um performance in found spaces is is amazing Mm. it's the reason i use the showgrounds is because you can it's a blank slate it might take a bit more infrastructure and a little bit more work to create what you want to create but if you've got the time and the patience and the the team around you to do it i think it's really beneficial so i think i think for us as 
as a local kind of artist trying to produce things here, I think it's more about creating opportunities for a more um, diverse group of performances and yeah. or performers, as it were. So, um, and I think it, there needs to be more kind of guerrilla work going on, mm. less kind of big stage stuff and more oh this is just happening for a couple of nights or yeah. you know and and to come back to your point of um all of us working together to create theater not just you know the big community groups actually coming together and doing something for armadale not just for you know your own company which is great and you know local theater is amazing but putting all your resources together where you can and bringing all of your talent together um because we have so much talent within each of our local community theatres that when we come together it's going to produce something that's very interesting and engaging because of all of the talent that you've put behind it. You need funding. Yes. The money is the big problem, yes. Because mm-hmm. I think there is still an expectation and there probably always will be that you do the arts for the love of it and there's not a lot of money put into the people and the, the, the personnel who do put in the time and the effort and the money uh, and their own money at the mm. same time. Like it's it's hard in this in in small towns to to kind of create those jobs and and put funding into those into those positions. So um, there is a lot of community support, but it's hard to to ask people to give up too much of themselves yeah. because they mm. the monetary. Um, mm what they get back isn't necessarily equate doesn't equate to their time so yeah. mm. it's um it's a balance i think i think at the end of the day we all we all walk away going yes that was completely worth it but mm. the exhaustion yeah. <laughs> during can be a little bit tiresome so yes. um i think we went slightly off topic i'm really sorry jake but okay. <laughs> this is great this is great stuff <laughs> I was thinking about other performance spaces. I was thinking, mm. well, I saw Animal Farm, which mm. they yes. built at a theatre Somerez. in a barn Somerez. out at Somerez, which yeah. was totally appropriate. Then I've seen Midsummer Night's Dream yes. on the yes. Bowling Bar yep. lawns. And then and we so had... Um, you can do amazing oh, Absolutely. They are down at, um, behind the museum, the Niram Little mm. Concrete Amphitheatre that they had yeah. in the Willows. Yeah. Wind in the Willows and then Grim Tidings, yes. just finding those places, but then it's also finding the theatre and the performance that you want to use that space for. Because not every space, you know, you couldn't really particularly do a big-scaled musical down on the outside bit at Niram, but it's finding those pieces of theatre that will suit very well in those locations and will actually benefit the script and and what you're producing in those locations. Yeah, and I think there's also the the idea that just because it's not at... Sorry, I keep gesticulating, hitting things. Um, just because it's not in a space like Hoskins, that is your traditional proscenium arch theatre, that it is still worthy of yeah. an audience. Mm. It is still worthy of dollars. It is mm. still worthy of your time and, and of an audience coming to see it. Yeah. Um, because it's the people putting it on that, that creates the skill and the, and the, the show itself. It's mm. not necessarily about the space. Mm. Um, and I think there is sometimes a bit of a misconception that if it's not in a theatre, quote-unquote, that it might be not of a standard, mm. which I don't mm. think is at all the case. And, no. you know, we can put on a beautiful little production in the mall or something like that yeah. and and it might be amazing but less people might see it because they don't view it as something that is worth their time or money because mm. it isn't in a venue, quote-unquote. So yeah. I think it's – um, I think marketing in this town has a lot to, lot to – um, 
say for theatre as well, like word of mouth in this town is by far the greatest marketing tool mm. that we can have. And um, if we get uh, like exactly what's going on here, Jake, if you get the conversation going mm. and more and pe- more people start talking about theatre in town and more and more people start talking about the opportunities, I have no doubt that it's going to continue to grow. Yeah. Um, which is for people like us sitting in this room, it's exactly what we want to see. Yes, sure do. It's an excellent point. There was a wonderful show that I saw a matter of months ago now um, at The Welder's Dog, which was put on (gasps) by um, Andrew O'Connell and Joby Strike. Boy, uh, do I love those two. With uh, with Alex Evans in that as well. And they put on – it was just a very simple idea that turned out brilliantly. They did a live reading of the screenplay from the 1966 Batman film. So, so good. And such brilliant use of the space, such brilliant – such a brilliant idea that sounds yeah. so simple on paper and was but just, just so and it was so ridiculous. It was the most ridiculous thing that I think Armadale's put on in a long time and it was so worth it. It was a load so of so good. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the things you've got to be looking out for as well is those rare things that pop up. Like we've mentioned ADMS and they're gonna have a calendar of stuff every year, which yeah. is great to get involved in. But when you see a poster Check it out. Go yeah. if you can, because it's supporting those artists and that sort of thing that keeps it going. And like Dangerous Women was was very much a success, but it was a success because we had posters up everywhere and we had people that actually saw them and came to the show um, because it, it again was performed in a space that not many people have actually heard of, although it's a wonderful space to perform in and to produce theatre in. Um, so Particularly with the possums. Yes, the possums. And the smoke. <laughs> the and the possum. smoke. Well, it's always good when you're performing outside. But yeah, it's And the wind. <laughs> the wind and the willows. Um, but what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you have to get out there and get involved and watch things and really help out your theatre, not just by being involved behind the scenes and on stage, but going and seeing it. Take a chance. Yes. You might love it. Mm. And if you don't like it, then it's just something to talk to your friends about. Is that song in Mamma Mia? (laughs) (laughs) Are we plugging that again? Oh, take a chance on me. (laughs) (laughs) What are we still seven or eight months away? (laughs) No, but which leads us on to um, opportunities for people if they like to sing. Mm. I mean, there are so many. Pub choir. Pub choir, yes. Springs to mind. Open mic nights at, I believe, the Newey. If you like going along and supporting musicians. There's always stuff on at the Welder's Dog, at Charlie's Last Stand. Um, And now the White Bull upstairs at the White Bull, they're doing a bunch of stuff because it's just open. They've just opened and we've refurbed the whole upstairs area. you can go up in the glass elevator. You can. You can. You've given me something to do this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Up, down, up, (laughs) down. I'm not going to watch the musicians. I'm just going to play at the glass elevator. Everything that light touches. I was going more Charlie and the Chocolate Factory vibes. Ah, yes. Well, either way. Mm. there are. Um, it's just been mentioned by a, a listener that there are Facebook groups for both the open mic at the Newey and the pub choir. So yes. uh, check out those Facebook groups if singing is your thing. Thank you, listener. Yes. Anonymous, anonymous <laughs> listener. Uh, I love you too, random citizen. Um, <laughs> and... Um, other art forms as well. Belgrave Cinema is great if you like yes. your movies. They yes. always put on – they don't just put on, uh, you know, the next Marvel movie or whatever mm-hmm. else there is. They've also got um, some pretty great one-off stuff that comes up. Yeah. They have their um, international film festival that happens every year. Um, Which so. is amazing. Yeah. I, I had a mm. season ticket for the first time mm. this year and I was yeah. just blown away. I mean, I it think was incredible. The other thing – and I kind of touched on this earlier vaguely but not really um, – 
if you follow the international um, uni page, mm. the, the Alex and her team are doing incredible work trying to bring a bit more um, international culture to the town. Like the Culture Fest was on a couple of weeks ago. Amy just really got really excited about something. That was a, um, an audible gasp. They're doing, and they're doing a concert at the Stroh in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, I think it's on I'm the 8th. Um, and there's a lot of cultural events happening now through the international school and um, a lot of it has to do with, with – oh, lightning. Nope, Ooh. that's a light. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> very confusing. Uh, with film and theatre and dance and song and all that kind of stuff. So, Alec, no, you're Amy. Have you found the information? Um, yeah, at the Stro on the 8th of December there will be a fire relief concert um, that is being hosted by the U- university um, uh, international group um, to you raise got money. It. Yeah, I got there <laughs> in the end. It takes a bit. Um, Ten dollars per person at the door, and it's for fire relief and everything. And so um, they'll be showcasing local acts as well as some international community performances. So that's also something that's not necessarily theatre, but is performance and totally. go and get involved with it. And also just a really good cause. Yes. Yes. It's an excellent cause. There was also a an event, I'm not sure if they're still exhibiting it at NIRAM. It opened yes. about a week and a half ago with uh, the uh, refugee community putting together a bunch of pieces of artwork um, to get them uh, involved in the community and get Aww. them doing some creative stuff. And the, the results of that were um, opened, I think, about a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago at NIRAM. And uh, is that st- that's still there? I don't know. But okay. I know that it opened. Okay. Well, it might be still there. So in, in any case, NIRAM Amy, does... our research fact checker, will <laughs> check for us. The, the person who actually does the research for this show. Um, yeah, they, they, that was on there. But they also do a whole lot of other stuff like that as well. So uh, check out NIRAM's website slash Facebook events to, uh, to mm. keep an eye out for things going on there yeah. as well. NIRAM is always posting uh, Facebook events if you want to go get involved in just watching stuff or getting involved in the more art side of the performing arts. They often arts. hold a lot of little workshops yeah. and stuff yes. as well. Yes, they have workshops and they, yeah. and they often have, well, not often, but sometimes have little musical items there, yeah. singers, mm. um, gr- string groups. I, I actually remember seeing a performance there. Yeah. I think it was back in the days of Felt Tip. Amy might have mm. been involved where there was they did there was stories about there as well. the pictures. You know, they developed yeah. little skits oh, about yeah. the pictures and that was fascinating. And it was a lot of improvisation, but it was very clever. Hmm. So yeah, check out NIRAM on on, on the internet, uh, wherever you happen to go. But the, the moral of the story, I think, is there's lots of stuff going on in Armadale, no matter what you like to be involved in and what you like to uh, watch or wit- be bear witness to in the case of what's at, at NIRAM. And uh, you, can, you can find a lot about that through uh, Facebook events, Facebook pages, email groups, newspapers, all that sort of thing. Don't ever be shy of going out yeah. and... Something. Always try something new. If even if you haven't heard of it before, you know, show up. And if it's not your thing, then you can then leave. But show up and, and have a look and give it give it a you go. You can be that guy. <laughs> preferably, that guy. <laughs> preferably not in the middle yeah. of the show. Walks yeah. in, stands up, and's like, eh, not my thing. Um, maybe not. But um, it's always good to go try new things and and experience what Armadale has to offer. Because although we are a small small country town, we do have lots of things that people you know just haven't heard of that you should go out and do if you do see it yes well we've been talking for a little while i'm going to put on a song um now this is this was based on the conversation we started this off because we we're talking about the nutcracker <laughs> and with um 
with that feels the, like forever ago that was a long time <laughs> ago the um the ballet sydney city ballet bringing the nutcracker for two shows on the 15th of december up to port macquarie um so i found a lovely little remix of uh, some of the music from the nutcracker we'll be right back with you um if ben shows up uh, which he should do very shortly. We're going to be doing our uh, movie reviews for the week, and uh, we'll be right back with you after this. And press the button. Make you disappear, help you out 
to burn them bridges. About to burn them bridges. About to burn them bridges. Cause bridges they burn. About to burn them bridges. About to burn them bridges. About to burn them bridges. Cause bridges they burn. So you wait bit the hand of fate. Now the same hands putting your career to bed. Used to watch my step, I stomp on it. And things manifest from the fondest friends. It's a real shame. Such a fall from grace in your catch your own nose. It's despite your face and you're sipping all day on the hate of rape. But we don't see the bullshit games you play. Go and burn the bridge, trying to burn the kid. And capture one wish, you ain't hurt. And brings us the final scene. Let the fat bitch sing, take the bow. Shit, draw the curtains, kid. Now I'm not mad. I hope you're doing just fine. Go and drop your joint. I'll be first in line. At your in store to get the shit signed. And you're drawing on my wall. See that right. Nice little delay song there as Ben came and made himself comfortable in the studio. We're about to bitch about movies like pedantic artsy people again. Ben, what did you watch this week? Because I, it's better than whatever I watched. <laughs> I, as I alluded to last week, watched um, the, I guess, the remake, I want to say, or the, I guess, the theatrical uh debut of the Battle of Thermopylae. Uh, 300, directed by Zack Snyder, who also co-wrote the screenplay based off of the uh, graphic comic novels from 1998, released in 2007, starring Gerard Butler in the lead role as King Leonidas and Lena Headey, which was a wonderful throwback, as his queen, Queen Gorgo, and some other assorted roles, which I will get to. Um, I assume that I am starting this week because um, you've obviously shown an immense disgust in the film that you watched. Uh-huh. So um, I'll get I'll basically get into it. Um, like I said, it was released in 2007. It stars Gerard Butler and Lena Headey in the two main roles. It also stars Rodrigo Santoro in a wonderfully camp performance as King Xerxes. Um, so camp, in fact, that it actually got the film a lot in a lot of trouble in some certain international countries. Iran actually had a massive... Uh, media campaign against it they were not happy with the portrayal of persians especially king xerxes who was portrayed as almost a quasi homosexual figure that was a lot of um, criticism that people had about it going in Um, i didn't really get that from his performance i just thought he was an egomaniac drunk on his own self-image and power so take that whatever you will it also stars probably um, the most interesting character Andrew Tiernan as F.E.L.T.'s, a traitorous Spartan who was pretty much, I guess you could say, had the strongest motivation out of any character. He essentially betrayed his people because they wouldn't accept him as one of their own because of his physical deformity, which is an interesting sort of little... I guess, subplot, if you want to look at it that way. Overall, I, also, I also want to point out it's got a young Michael Fassbender in it. So Yes, that was he also play, he plays the young Stilios, which is Leonidas' second in command. He has a very, very good little scene at the very end where it looks like King Leonidas is surrendering and Stilios um, jumps onto his back 
and stabs, I guess, um, the Persian second in command, killing him, and that sort of sets out the big final battle. Anyway, to start from the top, um, going into it, I know you and I have discussed at length before, Zack Snyder, it's probably, out of all the Zack Snyder movies I've seen, it's probably my favourite. Um, it's certainly very early on in his career, and the, I guess, the uh, trademarks of his filmmaking and directing do come into play. There is a lot of slow motion, which in some cases actually does... Um, does go well with the scene that he's and the mood that he's trying to convey in other times it just feels really out of place so there's that the acting is pretty superb i think lena hetty nails it as queen gorgo um gerard butler is just the wonderfully tough and you know i guess big strong man leonidas um like i said uh, andrew tiernan's felts i really really liked his acting i thought his he sort of brought a bitterness and anger to the character to the screen which i thought was tremendous and probably my favorite performance was king xerxes um rodrigo Santoro, just for how camp and over the top it was there was to give you a bit of an instance there was a scene where he's on his sort of like in his little tent his headquarters and he's got three men dancing around each other in goat head masks for no other reason than he just can it's it's i i got a bit of a laugh about it um as far as everything else goes the soundtrack was pretty passable it certainly didn't detract from the film but it had no sort of standout film pieces such as you would find in say harry potter or star wars or something like that and the plot was pretty straightforward it was very much a singular issue it was very much focused on the battle of thermopylae with a little bit of an insight into King Leonidas's life. Overall, I actually gave it the, um, when I broke down into the five little sections that I did for the film last week, I, it actually came out to a grand total of the same score. I had, uh, per, I had cinematography, six out of 10, visuals, six out of 10, soundtrack, five, acting, seven, and the story, six, which comes out to 30 out of 50, which comes converts to 60% or six out of 10, which is, uh, we stand corrected, 0.2, uh, 0.2 out of 10 better than I rated the film last week. But I will say, on a personal enjoyment level, I enjoyed 300 a lot more than what I had to sit through last week. So again, take that as you will. There you go. A Zack Snyder film that Ben liked. Yeah, it's probably the only one I'll ever... It's probably the only one I'll give such a, I guess, a positive review to. And look, it's not perfect. Like I said, it does have its flaws. And it's certainly not, you know, in the top 10 or 20 or even probably 50 movies I've ever watched. But it was a good way to pass a few hours. And I'll probably end up watching it again at some point. There you go. Well... It's only getting worse from there, ladies and gentlemen. Now, take it away, it's, Jake. It's your... only getting worse. So I, uh, this afternoon, went to Belgrave Cinema to see the new Charlie's Angels movie um, because it just fits the time slot that I go to the cinema at. Uh, it's directed by Elizabeth Banks, and she also uh, has a relatively large role in the movie uh the three angels are played by kristen stewart ella Belinska, and naomi scott and uh it also stars patrick stewart as one of the bosleys uh cameron diaz no that's the wrong charlie's angels <laughs> this is okay for some in my defense here i've got a web page that for some reason has decided to show me the cast of every charlie's angels movie in one list. <laughs> That's flawed. So I saw Cameron Diaz and went, Cameron Diaz? Who was she? Um, so no, Patrick Stewart uh, as well. And of course, Elizabeth Banks. Um, look, I'll get straight off the bat and, and I'll say that I had very low expectations. And the one thing that I went into the cinema hoping to see was, um, as we know, Charlie's Angels has always been a little bit of a... Um, it, it's a, it attracts the male gaze. That's what it is. It's an action movie with some hot actresses for everybody to 
goggle at for two hours. But um, I was hoping because it had claimed to be a kind of reclaiming of the story, a kind of empowerment of women, that kind of thing. I was like, maybe we can get some some positives there. And they did it terribly. Um, it was very overhanded. It was um, instead of actually, you know, restructuring the way the Charlie's Angels relationships kind of worked and and recreating the uh, the storyline, they deliberately just wrote feminism into the dialogue. It was just very explicit and very obvious from even the very first scene of the movie that that's what they were trying to do. There was barely any kind of artifice over the fact that this was a a very political statement from the get-go. The problem with that was, of course, that as soon as the action sequences came into play, all of the angels were dressed in very skimpy outfits and the shots were very focused on boobs and butt. So it didn't really do much aside from put some very nice sentiments into its script. Um, Overall, in terms of the script, uh, if we move away from the fact that I was expecting a little bit of a maybe a a slightly more appropriate version of Charlie's Angels, it was uh, very clumsy. Um, It was there were a lot of concepts that were kind of introduced that were never really addressed like it sounded like particularly with the very cliche threat that they were actually facing, that it was going to uh, deal with climate change as an issue as well, but that was kind of just never really happened. It's just mentioned a couple of times. Um, the writing was awful. The script is very derivative. A lot of the dialogue is actually cringeworthy. It was just not nice. There were lines that were very badly delivered to the point that I actually wonder if they dubbed it in post-production, just very God. random changes of tone and pitch and strange delivery that didn't quite fit for some reason and um if you if you want an idea of how the lead cast went particularly because i wanted to see how uh, naomi scott and ella Belinska would go um not knowing an awful lot about either of them um you know your lead cast isn't going too well when the most compelling performance in the film is Kristen stewart I was about um, to say, as soon as you read her name out i winced yeah, she she was the most interesting of the three angels and probably the most interesting character in the in the film, um, which is that's that's not a, that's not necessarily as much of a compliment as of Kristen Stewart as a, yeah that's that's not looking good for the rest of them. There was one sequence towards the end of the film, um, a reveal in terms of the plot that I thought was um, well planted, that was. It, it turned out rather well, but that was the one bright moment where I kind of gave it a little nod in what was overall a rather disappointing experience. It's definitely one that you're going to find in your five dollar bins on the and on the shelves at the reject shop in a, in a couple of years time because it's just one of those remakes that's a remake and that's it. it brings nothing new, brings nothing of value. It's pretty awful, and I gave it a very very generous uh, four out of ten. purely because of um mainly because of that one sequence and um yeah that's about it really so in a good reversal of roles from last week it is my it is me that enjoyed my movie a hell of a lot more than you have this time around yeah look next week um i've managed to get a, a nice little slot for judy um, oh, yes. the, the movie about Judy Garland. Uh, so I am super keen for that because I'm hoping that uh, the reviews of it are correct and I will enjoy that a lot better than this one. 
Um, ben, any idea of what you're bringing to the table next week? No, I do know exactly what I'm going to bring to the table next week. And I'm going to bring this to the table in a very unbiased way, which is difficult because the movie I've chosen to review next week is Imaginarium, the film that was written by or co-written by the lead singer and I guess the main man of Nightwish, my favorite band, the symphonic metal band that is so, so famous in Europe. And I chose that one because I wanted to sort of, I wanted to contrast it with um, the K through 12 film I did last week, pointing out how a movie by a, an artist about their music can go either really, really well or really poorly. K through 12 was dreadful. And in my unbiased view, I think that Imaginarium is quite good, but I will bring you a full review this time next week. Excellent. Well, it's good to, good to hear from you again, Ben. I look Thank forward you. to hearing that next week make sure you tune back into anthology this time next week to hear another movie review in the meantime i ben i picked a song oh god um what have you done well we'd already played the song that was queued up next so i had to put another song in there right um you're listening to 106.9 tune fm
Beds are burning by Midnight Oil. Just for context, Ben hates that song. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM's Anthology. And um, we were going to do a live reading, but I read it and it was not a good script. <laughs> you prepped real good. I I do that. Um, <laughs> actually, to get that. Actually, I, the weird part is I've had this, um, this run sheet drafted for about a week. Um, and yet somehow it's left up until the day that anything comes and is quality checked. That anything goes. Uh, stop. Okay, Amy, you've got a book full of notes. What are we talking about? Pun number two. <laughs> One to go, Amy. Um, I didn't realise I was on three. Dang it. Um, well, I... No, I'm just, I've reduced your pun total to three. <laughs> it was originally five. Look it's how well many. I'm going. Um, well, when Jake told me not to prepare for this afternoon. Um, I looked around at the people who I was going to be talking stuff with and I noticed that all of them have tremendously more theatre experience than I do. So I did then go and do some more research and take some more notes. Um, and so I have some notes on performance style. So not, not just where um, a show is performed, but also the style that is it is performed in. Now, this, <laughs> this, was, this was two hours of research. So and so half if, a page of notes. <laughs> so if you're listening to anthology, you're going to have a head start on your on your first year lectures. Hey, here you go. Because Professor Amy <laughs> is going to Ms. Shaw. Yes, oh. She's oh. going to school us all. Ms. Shaw, tell us about naturalism. <laughs> <laughs> and here I go not being able to pronounce half the stuff. I'll pronounce you talk. Thank you. Um, so naturalism is a performance style of theatre that um, is portraying life on theatre and focuses on the idea of nature versus nurture. And so that whole idea of whether a human does what a human does um, because they are taught to do it from nurture, so from parents and and uh, people that they grow up with or it's just their human nature in which that no matter what was done um, to them or for them as a child that they would still go on and do what they would go on and do um, so it's that discussion and and uh, conversation of the opposite ideas of can we really stop bad people and can we really encourage good people um, or is it should we just leave it up to n- nature? Um, and that's, yeah, that's my quick little thing on naturalism, everyone. Does anyone have anything to, to add? Made me think about dangerous women. Ooh. It was developed in France. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fun, Fun facts. Tidbits. Yes. Um, and so our um, play that we performed in, what, how long ago was Dangerous Women? Two weeks. Two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, focused very much on... Um, an idea of that of us uh, our group of um females trying to convince uh medea or trying to offer her advice as to what she would do to regain um her power and her identity and whether or not we actually had an influence on what then she decided to go do and spoilers for a you know a greek play that is hundreds and hundreds of years old but um in the play medea kills her two children her young boys what it's i know surprising i wasn't up to that episode yet (laughs) look you'll get there that's funny um (laughs) chekhov and strindberg are big Mm. naturalists just for those playing at home just who want to add that to the lesson yes so that's that's that little tidbit on naturalism Naturalism. naturally 
That's one for me. One for Jake. One for Jake. Um, yes, and so I find it really funny because a lot of the performance styles end in ism, and so I just <laughs> found that pretty funny as I was doing research <laughs> into it. Ah, the etymology of etymology. <laughs> it's like that street sign I keep saying, I like coffee on any day that be- ends with a Y. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um, the next performance style I noted was realism, um, which is kind of in its name, uh, which is producing a theatre that echoes normal life and is um, incredibly close to how we see life every day and it's taking that and putting it on a stage for other people to uh, witness and feel other people's stories and it's very much that idea of showing someone a life in a story yeah yeah Ibsen it, just write that down Ibsen, <laughs> Ibsen. that's all yeah you I mean <laughs> it it realism really kind of came to its fore in the late 1800s early 1900s but it wasn't until kind of tv and film became a real thing that everyone was like oh you can't do expressionism on a screen. That's, <laughs> that's just silly. <laughs> um, yeah. Continue, Amy. What's well, next? Well, with that little uh, good little, what's it called? Not moped. Segway. Segway. Moped. <laughs> <laughs> that counts as a pun. <laughs> that was unintentional. <laughs> She's even doing puns accidentally now. Oh, um, moves us on to expressionism, which is kind of the opposite of realism, which is anti-realistic and is uh, distorted and, yes, distor- distorted. distorted. Um, and it's distorted to portray an internal truth, so not necessarily something that can be portrayed within realism. Um, it's much more the idea of what's happening rather than the cohesive story of what's happening. Um, and in expressionism is uh, another kind of branch of it would be absurdity, um, which is all humans' attempts at uh, figuring out what's our significance is illogical, and we should just decide that you know the only thing that is logical is that things happen. Beckett, Pinter, write those down. There you go, everyone playing along, filling in. Oh, that's what we should do: have a bingo board or something. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Learning heaps here. Yeah. Uh, And that moves us on to modernism, um, where theatre is detached from life um, and it reflects on life critically. Um, So it's more of a, yeah, critical standpoint on life. And I didn't get many notes down from that. So modernism, throwing it out to the other people on the radio. I want you to be aware that you pretty much just covered an entire first year unit. (laughs) And she's only halfway through. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Welcome. That is literally the unit summary of... <laughs> I can't remember whether it's 110 or 111, but either way, hey. you've, you've covered one of them already. Oh, look at us go. Look at us go. So there you go. People on... Um, the theatre people on the listening to the radio, if you want to one-up, just <laughs> listen to Anthology on <laughs> Tune FM. We should just do the lectures Just here. call Amy. Just She'll <laughs> do your thesis for you. She's just that bored after finishing year 12. But no, she does this even when she's busy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're one of those people. I like theatre and I can't, like, I couldn't really go to uni when I was still at high school, so. Why not, Amy? Try harder. Mm. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. oh, next time. Sorry, Miss. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so after modernism, and I don't know if, if this is like a logical progression, but um, I, is. I would move to. <laughs> Postmodernism. It's both a logical and a uh, chronological. Mm. 
it's it's yes. a real thing. Postmodern modern theater no happened, way. and then postmodern post happened. happened. <gasps> it's crazy, it's I know. Did you yeah. see Love and Information? Yes, that's it's, was very. That's a little bit of postmodern theater for yeah. you. Yeah, Sarah Kane, Churchill, not not <laughs> Car- Carol Churchill, <laughs> not Winston, not Winston. <laughs> yeah, for a second I was like, oh, really? Mama. Yeah, yeah. This is why you don't listen to Professor Amy. Decades um, ahead of his time, that man <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he though? Um, so yeah, postmodernism is um, something that is. Uh, a piece of theatre that the meaning is what you create. So instead of it being what people take away from what you produce, it's what you intended to put out and that's the meaning that you put into it. Um, And that can mean that your piece of theatre can also portray multiple meanings. It's often a pastiche of a bunch of stuff as well. Mm. Pastiche. Pastiche. What a great word. I can't say it. Okay. There's a lot of experimentation with the form yes. in postmodernism as well. Mm. Like Carol Churchill doing strange things with her scripts. Yeah. Gosh, some of them are insane. Even just reading, like reading Sarah Kane, you're like, I have no idea what's going on, but yeah. I guess I'll work it out. And that's where your creative little flair comes in and you, you get to decide what you take out of it. Just throw in some jazz hands and everything will be fine. Hey, jazz hands. I think Prince Andrew could have done a little course on this. (laughs) 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 Didn't think about what people might take away from what he said. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) The implications of that comment. (laughs) The implications. We didn't think about the implications. Didn't think about Prince Andrew. (laughs) I did not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the next performance style I have, which is probably one of my favourite ones, is just classical. Um, just the good old classic theatre. Yes, um, which relies more on the imagination to convey a setting. Um, so that means uh, not many props and uh, uses imagination of the audience to work with the atmosphere and to make them work a bit when they're watching theatre. Um, and so it's classical theatre is very much um, surrounded by like Elizabethan dramatists which has my favorite writer uh the good old shakespeare in there shakespeare shakespeare (laughs) oh now we're getting fancy Mm. um so yes it's very much imagination based and the words that you're saying rather than a fancy set or uh you know the the presence on stage it's the words and to top it all off with our little little lesson by Amy Scholl who prepared this in two hours um, is epic theatre which forces audience members here we go here you go to, I'm listening to return to rational ob- observation not emotional immersion mm. so it's very much making sure people are aware that what they are watching is a piece of theatre and is something that is not real and is something that is there to be entertaining and to be observed rather than emotionally involved in. <gasps> Brecht, Meyerhold, Mayakovsky. Mamma Mia. <laughs> Mamma Mia. Exactly, Mamma Mia. Brecht, Mamma Mia. So a lot of, um, a lot of uh, pieces of epic theatre would include like bursts out of songs, um, f- absurdity, fourth wall breaks uh, um, are very much prime examples of how you could find some epic theatre. Mm. There we go. Epic theatre is going to be a load of fun if you're listening and you're an upcoming first year student you're mm. going to do a lot of brecht and it's possibly my favorite part of Aww. all of those those units it's mother courage is one of my favorite plays it's amazing it's incredible and caucasian truck circle 
It's very interesting the way Brecht thought about theatre in comparison to his predecessors. It's he's only he's slightly political. He was just a little bit on that. Yeah, he was just a little he, bit on the political side. He had an opinion or two. We'll put it that way. <laughs> he didn't write about it often, but <laughs> no. it's there. You can see it. Very mm. subtle. Mm. So that, that that concludes this lesson. Wow, we got a we got a great Do you have an applause button because that would be a great time to put <laughs> it on. Probably don't try too hard. Oh the time the, the moment's <laughs> fine. <laughs> That probably just upset. destroyed someone's <laughs> ears somewhere. So sorry. Um, so about it. We might use that the, the epic theatre and the, yeah. the musical theatre yeah. to uh, go to another song from a show that's not on in Sydney. It's on in Melbourne. Ooh. And uh, this is the only song that I could find that's from uh, Kiss of the Spider Woman oh, from yay. a particular album. So you're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. After this, we're going to talk about the art of the audition. <gasps> dun, dun. Because we've told people to get involved and there's, there's one thing they have to do, and that's audition. So we'll be right back with you. This is Kiss of the Spider Woman from Kiss <laughs> of the Spider Woman on 106.9 Tune FM.
the kiss of the spider woman from uh forgot you're <laughs> listening to 106.9 tnfm's anthology Funny jake i'm, I'm hilarious um we're going to talk about the art of the audition because it's all very well for us to sit here and tell you to audition for things um, because we all want you to audition for things because we all like putting things on but how does one audition how? Oh, that was a real that was a real question. Yeah, that was that an was, actual question. That was a real question that you wanted answered. What what? How do you go into an audition, especially for the first time? It can be very daunting. Prepared. You are prepared, and you mm-hmm. are yourself. Yes. Mm. And the two big things that I can say is that uh, the last pe- the last thing that an audition panel wants to hear is an apology, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think we're all very good as actors uh, or performers of apologising for our our time and. Amy Scholl. <laughs> <laughs> that was loud. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I'm so sorry to everyone listening. Um, so I think you need to be able to come in knowing what you're good at. Um, and a lot of people don't like the idea of playing to type, but it is imperative that you know how to um, because they're the roles that you're going to get. You can't audition for a role that you – I mean, this is a whole thing about performance. It's, it's, it's image-based um, as much as – we kind of try and go into colorblind casting as much as you can, I think, where you can. Um, you still, you you are who you are and you need to be able to fit a certain role and a certain, a certain casting director or director or whoever are looking for certain types of people for certain roles and you can never kind of get around that. So I think you have to be confident walking into audition knowing that um, you know what you can give um, and we're not always super confident and we're not always... Um, going to give the best audition and auditions are terrifying and nerve-wracking and there's lots of things that can get in the way but I think if you you walk in um with confidence but not with ego Mm. is probably a big balance there and uh present yourself in a way that that means that the people who are auditioning you know that you're going to be easy to work with and know that you're flexible and know that you're willing to be there for the the greater show as opposed to your own kind of march forward yeah so. and, re- and remember that the audition panel does want to see you succeed absolutely they're not there to ridicule ridicule you they're there to see what you pr- can do and see your talent and then take that and be able to work with it so never go into an audition thinking that they're going to hate you or that they are not there to see the best you Um, because they understand that auditions are terrifying and they understand that you know there will be some slip-ups they're there to see you do what you're able to do and they're there to see you and see your potential and they want to see you succeed true and just be prepared for the fact that you're never going to sound as good as you did Mm. in the bathroom Mm. it's just a fact of life i think the other thing is for people to be aware that it's never personal like Mm. it's it's never about it's never about you as a person it's just about what they're looking for and you could think that you're the perfect fit for a character but it's just not what they're looking for and it's and you might be perfect for something else and you have to be open to that so um i think there's a big balance between confidence and ego that people particularly probably um actually no that's a lie i was going to say young performers but that's a lie it's all of, it's all it's everywhere um the idea that you just you have to you have to be amiable you have to be someone that people <laughs> that is your last, your last one for the night, and you didn't even verbalise it. <laughs> didn't have to. But, but I agree with you there, Sarah, because I think you can't take anything for granted. You know. Mm. So, um, 
be flexible. Yeah, and you, you, you might have your eye on a certain role and not get it but get yeah. something else and then yeah. realise that that role is absolutely the dream yeah. and perfect. It might not be the lead but it's it's certainly worth having and, yeah. and exploring. Because so. Yeah, I found um, I auditioned for Heather's The Musical which was a couple of years ago now um, and I... I always always audition with for whoever characters you know whoever character you want to go for but also if you don't have a particular character that you want to go for go for someone especially within singing that can showcase your skills um and so when i went in i auditioned for heather mcnamara knowing that very well that i wasn't going to get the part um and i was going to be very happy with ensemble and then i was placed in the part of stoner chick which is something that i had absolutely no experience with but <laughs> being able to, don't know if you sure tell that, you didn't tell, tell that about the everything about me um but being able to then work on that <laughs> role and develop it i found that there was a lot more in that character that i didn't actually see before and that fitted me in different ways than just the stereotype of being a stoner so once you audition just be happy that you're there that you've done it and know that you can never you have to be not confident in a sense, but once you walk out of that audition room, you have to be aware that that's all that you've done. That's what you have done, and now you can't dwell on it because there's nothing else you can do. Once you leave that audition room, whatever happens with your characters and your casting is in the hands of the casting board, and you have to try and let go of your fears that you were holding on before because, yeah, whatever you get is whatever you get, and then work on that and be happy with that and develop that and make that character what you want and what the director wants and develop it in a way that makes it better and makes it a way that you want to do it. Mm. But have a go Mm. and uh, you you just never know Mm. what might happen and learn from any experiences that you have because you learn from everything. Yeah, Yeah. And, and I think the biggest thing is be prepared. Know what you're auditioning with, know what songs you're going to sing. Um, because that's that's the biggest thing that people, you know, especially and especially since Mamma Mia is coming up, don't just go in there thinking, oh, I know ABBA, I'm going to be able to go in there and just sing it because singing with a accompanist and having to start at this, like start it on your, by yourself and ke- keep your own tempo and all of this stuff is much different than singing along with a piece of music that or has the words singing behind it. Um, so definitely listen over and over and read over what you're auditioning with and people want to see you for you Mm. i think people forget that in auditions is that a director is looking for a person they're not looking for a character they're not looking for layers of um i'm acting they're looking for the real you and what you can bring to that character and i think um probably there's a there's an element of people trying a bit too hard sometimes Mm. and and just just if you walk into audition and you and you be yourself and, and you're confident and happy in that walk out feeling confident and happy that you did that because um i think we put a bit too much pressure on ourselves in that regard and it's something that i always (laughs) i always end up saying to people just before opening night we're not curing cancer we're just doing a show like it's it's not about anything more than um not often more than anything more than entertaining obviously shows mean a lot to people and there's um reason and rhyme behind why people do shows and and the the kind of underlying message and all that kind of stuff, but it's still at the end of the day, it's entertainment. Mm. Um, so I think that, that we can we can do well to remember to keep our egos in check a lot of the time, and yeah. 
and remember that we're all here for a, the bigger purpose of, of putting on something that everyone's a part of. So. Yeah, and if, and if you're auditioning for a role that's been like commonly done or often done, just remember that the version of character that you're going to do is yours. It can be influenced by other people's, but don't try to mimic others' performances, be your own. So when you walk into that audition room, don't try to be the next Indina Mazel. Be the next you. <laughs> Adele Dazim. <laughs> <laughs> and directors don't expect you to have a character down pat no. at the audition. That's what rehearsals are for. Yep. So don't. And you shouldn't because that implies that you don't think the director has input. Mm. Um, and for you to be flexible is to mean that you come in with ideas, but if the director pi- like poo-poos those ideas, you have to be able to roll with it and, and realise that you're not the be-all and end-all as an actor. You've got to... You, acting's about reacting and listening, and if your idea of the character doesn't suit your scene partners, then you mm. have to be able to change it. So... But that's what makes it exciting, doesn't too, it? Yeah, is yeah. That, you know, uh, you, you think you know a character, and then it just grows and grows and grows. I think that think, was wow. a really interesting element of Dangerous Women. Actually, yeah. was the like I had preconceived ideas of who these characters would be, mm. um, and it was it was nothing because Eva certainly had her ideas, and we all had our ideas of our individual characters, and then yeah. seeing them all kind of come together, um, th- yeah, they were all quite individual. Dangerous women. Uh-huh. Yeah. That wasn't a pun. Just a bad joke. <laughs> just, just what the show was about. <laughs> it was just words, really. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very much going in there, being prepared, and being uh, and showing them what you can provide. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Jake, absolutely. back to you. Yes. yes. <laughs> well. You have been listening to Anthology on one hundred six point nine Tune FM. It's been a pleasure. Um, Is that where I am? Yeah, <laughs> for the last what one and three quarter hours, <laughs> you've, you, you've been you've been hit. Uh, quick reminder again to go and check out the Facebook event for Spring Awakening the musical. Do that. Mm. You should do that. Everyone should go fish. do that. Tickets are on sale. They I are. can testify that their shows are always fabulous. Thank you. And uh, you should yes. definitely I'm check out. Very excited that out. about this one. Like I love mm. Chicago, but I'm I'm truly emotionally invested in this one so Ooh, it's very exciting i'm i'm keen already <laughs> all right um well we might say our farewells oh, i've been joined so we this sing evening. a song Have from sound of music yeah, okay we both got there, got right. there. Goodbye. so uh, i've been joined this evening by lisa amy and sarah thank you all for coming on the show thank you Jay. thank, thank you. you uh next week we're gonna be ooh, let's give let's give them a preview that'll be fun ooh. uh next week what are we talking about we're hopefully going to be talking to some of the wonderful people involved in it takes a village we might finally get our UNE alumni interviews off the ground because uh the thing about trying to get interviews with UNE alumni who've gone off and done great things in the world is they're doing great things <laughs> in the world and they're very busy people so uh I'm trying to record a few of those ahead of time and uh, and line those up, and we're hoping to get that started next week. Uh, we're going to be talking about Spring Awakening, actually. Ooh. Trying to Are we? get excited about that. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Um, and we're going to be talking about some musicals that are coming soon to the big cities, including a certain uh, big green meme and uh, oh, something that oh, something goodness. that we definitely saw in Armadale pretty recently as well. Oh, and um yeah plenty more all the usual usual wonderful music and hopefully this time a live script reading as well more adina menzel <laughs> probably because i'll be pretty close to having seen frozen 2 at that point <laughs> wonderful <laughs>
<laughs> you are listening to Anthology on 106.9 Tune FM. And as always, we're going to sign off with a bang. I have been Jake.